Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Ex Animo Podcast, the show where I have genuine conversations with people. Today's guest is J.R. Combi or Joshua. He's a he's a pretty good buddy of mine uh, here on Twitch. Does a lot of Warzone streams, and he's been one of the most consistent streamers that I've ever seen. And uh, he's really been making some moves, and I really love to see it. Uh, he's pretty much been a PC gamer since the beginning of PC gaming back in the 90s. So this was a really interesting conversation. Leave a five-star rating and share it with a friend if you enjoy it. Let's just get right into this. I think I hear you now. Hello, hello. Yeah, I hear you now. There we go. I love it. I knew it was one of my stupid settings I hadn't figured out yet. You know, it happens. <laughs> My my computer likes to uh, wipe my settings every once in a while. It's kind of crazy. I got everything patched through a um, audio mixer over to my streaming computer. Yeah, don't you but use my, voice meter? I do, and I hadn't set up Discord audio yet. Mm, makes sense. So I had the completely wrong stuff set. Yeah, it's uh, that's interesting. I I've heard that the two two PC setup for streaming is intense. From what I've heard, and it's tough to get set up right. Once it's set up, it's amazing. It's just getting to that point is is quite the uh, adventure. <laughs> yeah, well, and you got to have two PCs too to get to that point. I barely have yes, one. Yes, this is true. <laughs> but you've been doing PC stuff forever, pretty much, right? Yes. Yeah, I've been um, well, I started with PCs in 93, but I started building them in late 90s. That's when I really kind of dug into them. Yeah, so you've basically been around since the beginning as far as like gaming PCs go, especially. Oh, yeah, which is crazy to think about. My dad was building PCs in the 90s. Nice. Yeah, he was doing <laughs> that for a while, so he's been he's been helpful. For sure. Um, so how are you doing today, by the way? Uh, excellent now. My work week is over and I am home. That's great. I love that. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, the weekend is always very nice. It's great to be able yeah. to just sit down and just chill out, especially get some streaming done content. It's just so good, man. I love that. That's the one good thing about working on Saturdays is we were a small crew, so we just kind of like, you know what? We're done. Let's go home now. I love that. It's it's awesome. <laughs> so wh where do you work? I know you I know we've talked a little bit before because uh, we've been playing some Warzone games. We played some games a few months ago when I first found you on Twitch. I know you do something with cars. That's all I know. Yes. Uh, so I am actually a technician at a Mercedes Benz dealer. Hmm. That's cool. Oh, it's fun. It's definitely fun. That's for sure. I uh, I have a I have a thing for certain Mercedes cars. Nice. Like the uh, the AMG GTR, dude. That thing is sick. Oh yeah, those are always fun <laughs> when they come in. Yeah, you've seen them. Oh yeah, we get it. Uh, well, the GTR, we only get um, a limited amount uh, for the production run per dealer. Sure. But I think we've had maybe maybe two come through our store. That's sweet. And it's one of 
it's one of those cars that uh even though i work on them all the time it still is cool like you don't you i haven't become numb to them which is really cool i love that i'm i'm a big car person i love cars you know there's just something about them do you oh, yeah, well, i've been i've been working on them about as long as i've been working with computers i love that do you have a favorite car like if you could have any car what would it be oh uh, i'm also into classics so this is okay all right apropos but it is a mercedes it's specifically a 71 280 se 3.5 cabriolet 280 se hold on let me let me look this thing up okay all right it's classy i like it yes specifically the 3.5 because that's the v8 well of course in a cabriolet <laughs> i love it yeah i i'm a big corvette fan ah uh, nice yeah it's kind of hard not to be it, honestly and uh, the corvette <laughs> is the only car that I am in love with every single generation. Even the 90s, oh. and those were rough. I was like, e even, even the C4. Even the C4. The C4 might be, <laughs> is one of my favorites, dude. <laughs> There's just something about it. it. So basically, the order of my favorites goes in the C8, the brand new one, because it's just okay, yeah. so insane. But then probably the C3, you know, the 70s. Yes. That one is just gorgeous i've loved that car my entire life and then i don't know probably second gen but man there's just something about him what can i say i'm a stubborn american <laughs> midwesterner yes sir i am <laughs> i mean dude i i live just a couple blocks away from one of the biggest uh corvette dealers in the state that just goes with the territory yeah, and so, like, I see Corvettes all the time. I've been seeing them forever, and they're just a special place in my heart. I totally understand that. I actually got to go in a ride in a C8 once. See, I knew a person from work whose her boyfriend had just bought one, the C8 Corvette, and uh, she got me a ride in it. That was insane. Nice. Those, things are, those things are crazy fast, man. It's one of those that's uh, I, the only time I ever really get to do anything that's off brand is when they're traded in, obviously. Sure. And that is one of those cars that has not been traded in yet. Mm, man, they were so hard to get for a while. Yeah, that's probably why. And people, they still they are. They got them. People are not letting them go. Yeah. I mean, not only because it was one of the most hyped cars ever, but also, I mean, the COVID shut the production down for a little while and they were all late right. and those cars were selling for like quarter mil at, at one point for a Corvette. Yeah. For a Corvette <laughs> for a $60,000 car. <laughs> I mean, and of course, once you spec it all out, it's about a hundred grand for most builds. Still but, that's over a 200% markup. Yeah. Which is wild. <laughs> one day, one day, you know, eventually when the c12 comes out you know yeah right dude <laughs> they they i saw i saw pictures of the the stingray that they're no not the stingray is it the wait no i'm stupid I'm, I'm dumb the uh freaking what's it called the the next step up from the stingray what do they usually call it 
Uh, I don't know. Oh, am I dumb? I think I'm just a moron. Hold on. I used to know this. I should I should know this. I'm like I'm like the I'm the guy. I know everything about Corvettes. You're thinking about it on the spot. That's why. Well, that's probably what it is. It's the, so there's the there's always the three tiers. So they have been in the la in the seventh gen. There was the the Stingray, then the oh, there's a certain word for it. The Sterling. No, 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 no. Hold oh, on. It's just a version of it. I got to figure this out. It's going to bother me all night. <laughs> um, oh, the Z06. That's what it was. Yes, yes, yes. Z06 and ZR1. Those are the two other tiers. The I saw the pictures of the Z06. Early pictures of the, the of the, the Z06 version of the C8 that's coming out this year. And it, it just it, it's so much cooler than the, the regular one. I can't wait for the ZR1 to come out. Oh, that thing's going to be insane. I mean, the <laughs> ZR1 Camaro is insane. Oh, yeah, they are. Dude, listen, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm rich and famous, I'm, I'm going to have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to say anyway. Hey, you got to have obtainable goals, right? Yeah, well, I'm, and it, I, I like to think that because it's, you know, only a Corvette, that it's more attainable than people who love the, like, the Lambos and all those crazy hyper cars you know i just want a corvette man i don't know anyone that actually like truly loves lambos for what they are though well one of those where i feel like they're just the niche purchase because they can afford it <laughs> the lamborghini murcielago yeah. early 2000s come on yeah, that thing that is was a, that was a car person's car that thing is just gorgeous. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite cars ever, the Murcielago. I just love it. It's just, it, yeah. it's just, it was their first car that didn't bankrupt the company. Because it, it was the first yeah, car they yeah. made after uh, Volkswagen bought them. Yeah, because what was it? The it was the Countach was the last standalone. Yep, yep. Countach and Diablo were the ones right before yeah. that, and then they release the Murcielago and the Gallardo. Yeah, Mind blowing. <laughs> Dude, I was like four when that car came out. Okay, listen, I'm a kid. I'm, I'm a child, man. <laughs> I was born in two thousand one. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Like, I didn't know what cars were when that came out. I mean, I I'm sure I knew, but I didn't know. Come on. Not to the same extent, yes. Yeah. Hey, why don't, why don't you just introduce yourself real quick? We've been recording for a couple minutes, and this was the most informal start that we've ever had. I, didn't, I don't think I said a word to you before we even started talking. Introduce yourself to anybody listening. I don't think, because you don't really run in the same circles as I do. Uh, no, no, I'm definitely, uh, in more reclused circles per se. Um, but yeah, I'm Jer Combi. Uh, name's Joshua, but I, uh, I've been working on cars, like I said, pretty much for the past 20 years professionally. And the last three years, I've really been dipping my toe into streaming and this last eight months really have dove in head first. Um, 
married, uh, got two kids. Definitely uh, enjoying my Northern California lifestyle. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to California in a couple of weeks here. Are you? Yeah, family, we're all going to Disneyland. Oh, LA, okay. Yeah, yeah, my family's addicted, okay? Listen. Hey, no uh, no judgment. My my wife and I, <laughs> since we started dating, we've gone every single year at least once. That's amazing. The only time we have, we have not been since fall of 2019, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right, right, yeah. Because it was a and we've, pretty tough time. Yes, and then we've also had two kids since then, so oh, travel sure. is a thing. Yeah, it is. It's it's expensive. <laughs> but the the craziest part is, dude, my we just went to Disney World in September. And now my family's like, "Listen, we're going to go to Disneyland this time." Like 6 months later, I'm like, "What are you guys doing? I can't afford this." <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a That's a pretty penny. Yeah, it is. How, no matter how you try to shake it. <laughs> Because, like, just going once every couple of years is kind of tough, especially if you don't live around, like, in the same area. Like, tri trips from right. Wisconsin to California aren't the cheapest thing in the world. Right. Like, we drive down. It's six hours. Yeah, that's not bad. There. Yeah. And, you know, we've been so many times that we know where to stay and mm -hmm. how to do it. And But it still ain't cheap. <laughs> I mean, we got to drive four hours to Chicago just to get to the airport. Yeah, see, I'm almost I'm almost there by then. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a uh, it's something special though. I mean, this last trip we went on in September was my first time being there since. Pro I've probably I've been to Disney World probably once or twice in my life, and it been it had been five or six years, and we only ever went for one day when we were there because we always visited Florida to visit cousins, family, all that other stuff, and didn't really take the time to enjoy the parks that much, you know? And this last time we went, we did the, we did the full, the full package deal. We got the resort. We stayed there for like a week, like nine days we were there. We went to every single park a couple times. It was, it was a really special experience. That's awesome. That really is. Yeah. And, uh, it was probably our last big family vacation is what we kind of rationalize it as cuz we're all all the all the kids we're all getting older now. Um right. one's moved out, I'm 21 now and parents are like, "You know what? Let's just do this one last big trip and just, you know, screw it. See what happens." And we've only been to we've only been to Disney World once and it's definitely in need of a do-over. So we went for our honeymoon. Sounds great. Except when on day two, you both get the flu. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was like day two or day three, something like that. But it was just like it hit us both so hard that we didn't get to enjoy nearly anything. That's rough. Yikes. Oh, yeah. And it was like Florida had record cold temperatures that they hadn't seen in decades. Well, how cold is that like, really, though? It was it was when we touched down in Orlando, it, granted, it was in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. It was like 24 degrees. Oh, wow. So actual kind of cold. Yeah. 
Okay. Like, all right. You know, I'm, I'm near the mountains, so I'm used to, you know, I'm, I'm an 45 minutes away from the snow. So like cold's cold, but we, we didn't pack for Florida cold. No, nobody does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're just like frantically buying what we can in the gift shop at, you know, a 1200% markup. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. How, how cold was it during the week? It it was in it was below fifty until the last day. Wow, like the whole week was below fifty. That's crazy to me. Yeah. You never think about that. Wow. Yeah, because like that's like that's like normal spring weather here. Oh yeah, like you know it gets easily down into the twenties and thirties where I live. But we didn't pack for that. <laughs> no, you, you, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't think to. That just doesn't make any yeah, sense. Like, You're going to Florida for the we had weather. Was, yeah, all we had was flip flops and shorts. Oh no! <laughs> well, at least it didn't snow. It did not snow. It it definitely could have. Yeah, it really could have, especially since they get so much rain. Right. My yeah, uh, it was the, not a cloud in the sky. It was just cold. <laughs> My family always make, made fun of me during that week because I went, I brought my boots. I was wearing my, my cowboy boots all week and my long jeans and they were making fun of me the whole time until it started raining. <laughs> I'm like, hey, my feet are completely dry. I feel comfortable. I feel amazing. And you guys, you nerds, your, your feet are wet. Who's laughing now? That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you stream on Twitch. You've been, you mostly play Warzone. Actually, only play Warzone, right? I haven't seen you play anything else. Yeah, I, I, I would like to call myself a variety streamer, uh, but I have dove in headfirst hard into Warzone, and I only have two, two to two and a half hours max Monday through Friday to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so be tough because yeah. So because of that, I've I've pretty much focused all my energy onto Warzone. I still enjoy it. I love Caldera. So I'm one of the weird random few that does. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of people are turning back to Caldera a little bit, you know? I think so. Yeah. I I mean, shoot, we just got a Caldera win an hour ago, me and the boys. It's nice. uh, it's still a lot of fun. And I, I never really had an opinion on Caldera versus Rebirth. I just played wherever the squad was playing. If I had people to play with, I'd play Caldera or I'd play Rebirth or whatever. I'm just, I didn't really have an opinion. I don't think they're either are terrible because I'm not in that space. It. I'm not in that space that much. Right. Yeah, I think, I think people get too in that space. Yes, absolutely. Especially on I Twitter. That's what make, oh, I know. Ga gamer Twitter is vicious. Well, I mean, Twitter, anything, Candy. anything Twitter can be just a horrible place. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> it's a uh, wretched hive of scum and villainy, is what I always like to say. Oh, but, that's awesome. But, it's, but if you can get into it, if you get into good spaces, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I, I started, um, I mean, I really started with FPS games uh more like the doom and wolfenstein but i okay. started playing multiplayer with battlefield and i've been on battlefield since day one. Oh yeah 
And that was always my go-to multiplayer squad-based game all the way up until Battlefield 5. And they just lost me. They lost me hard. Wow. Yeah. And then 2042, everyone knows how, <laughs> how that worked out. I don't even know anything about 2042. I just know that it was a dumpster fire. It, it's The fire is still smoldering. Let's just say that. What was the problem that everybody had with it? Like, what went wrong? Uh, taking just the, the atrocious amount of bugs aside, the, the gameplay was just bad. Uh, the mm. mechanics felt really sluggish, uh, unrefined. There was no scoreboard. Like, the whole point of having a multiplayer game is to compare. No scoreboard? What? There was no scoreboard. The uh, specialists... Because, you know, you usually always would choose a class. You'd have, you know, medic or assault or yeah. heavy or whatever. All of them meant nothing. They all had the same attributes and abilities and gun options. Really? Yes. So there's no distinctiveness to it at all. It was just kind of a mosh pot. And the maps were so intensely massive that you had to have a vehicle. Like there would be these small little clusters of of uh, infantry fighting, but you really had to have a vehicle. It was so huge. It just is running simulator is what it felt like. <laughs> running simulator, I love that. Uh, so it's like I I played uh the I played the open beta. I played launch week and I lost it. Like I couldn't do it, and I tried playing a little bit a few weeks ago after they did all these massive updates to it. And I'm like, there's just no draw. Mm. There's nothing that, that screams at me to be like, come back to your franchise. Yeah, that's, that's rough. I, I only played battlefield three really. And I played a lot of it when I did a lot of fun. love that game. It was good. It was good. And just my small, small experience from battlefield three. I mean, it makes me think that this new one is just it, it's just mind boggling to me taking my experience from that game. And then you telling me all this stuff about uh, 2042. I'm like, what the heck were they thinking? That'd be like if 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 Call of Duty removed custom classes or something, you yeah. only had to use the presets like what the heck, dude? Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Man, is the, the leveling up of everything is just it felt like pointless. There's no, like they were trying too much to remove the grind of leveling up stuff to where there was no grind at all. Sure. So I guess maybe they thought they could get an edge on call of duty because call of duty is a really grindy game right now. Yeah. Um, they, they're, they like try, I think they went from one extreme to the complete opposite. Right. Exactly. But I mean, you have to have some kind of grind to make, make the gameplay feel rewarding. Exactly. I mean, so Warzone is such a, such a tough game because of the meta is always changing and there's hundreds of guns at this point and it's just impossible to f keep up with the metas if you're not a full-time gamer. So maybe yeah. Battlefield thought, hey, listen, we can do better by removing that grind completely. Yikes, big mistake. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think they just, they, they, 
went to the cliff and then just threw everything over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. It's um, I don't know. It's tough to keep gamers happy. It really is. Like they're gonna complain no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. We are a fickle bunch of people. Oh, oh, is not the truth. <laughs> you know, one of the funny things I like to think about with that is when, um, when it comes to the new Call of Duty releasing every year, which isn't a thing ap anymore, apparently, from what I've heard, they're not going to release a new one every year under a different studio. But yeah, after Modern Warfare Two, I think it's going to be a two-year release from then on. Which I'm, which I'm okay with. I'd rather have better games than more games. Agreed. But what everybody was always saying, I, I've been, I've been playing. So I've, I've really only been playing real games. I say quote unquote real games because like current gen gaming, since 2015 is when I started, uh, and I was always a Call of Duty main. The thing I've always paid attention to is uh, the theming of the game and then the movement style. Because I started in Black Ops 2, technically. Then I went to Black Ops 3. Everyone's like, oh, the Ultra Movement, you know, we don't like this. And Advanced Warfare was always hated on for that. And then a world, the World War II game called Call of Duty World War II released. Everyone's like, oh, this game sucks. We don't like World War II. Even though, you know, a year before, they're like, we want more World War II games. And, and I'm just like, what right. do you guys... Make up your minds, dang it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I'm really pretty new to gaming, especially PC gaming. I've only had my PC for two years now at this point. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you're still enjoying it, though, I hope. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't touch a controller <laughs> anymore. I have Good, one. I'm not the only one. <laughs> I have one right here. Um, Going from four or five years as a controller demon to KBM, and now I can't even use it. I tried playing it on Warzone. I just can't do it, man. Yeah. I can't aim. The last time I consec cons uh, consecutively used a controller was N64. Oh, wow. Yeah, I that's wild. To go back to a controller. <laughs> the N64 controller was weird, too. Oh, it was bad. Like, it was all sorts of bad. Um, <laughs> the third so handle? Iconic. You got the third handle. You're like, where am I supposed to put my hands? It it doesn't matter. Wherever the game tells you to, <laughs> that's where it goes. <laughs> I started my I started on the SNES. Okay, that was my first console because uh, my dad had one, and it was a lot of fun. My favorite game ever is Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. It's amazing. Oh yeah, ten oh, out of yeah. ten would recommend. Um. And then got into Wii, and then that's all I had. I, I we had a Wii and a SNES. That's all I had growing up. That's not that's not a bad uh, collection though. Oh no, that absolutely pretty much, not. Pretty much covers it. Yeah, yeah, it's great if you uh, like Nintendo games. Yes, which and I, I feel like that's perfect for consoles. Oh, like absolutely, Nintendo style games. Absolutely, they've got it locked in. Yeah, it's um. Oh, actually, no, we did have a PlayStation 1 for a little bit. We didn't really have okay. any games for it. They were kind of expensive. PlayStation was, uh, I mean, they were CD, so it was still relatively new. Mm -hmm. And they it wasn't really until the PS2 that PlayStation became super popular. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I remember that. And uh, I always wanted one, but you know, I was, a, I'm, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they were never cheap by any, by any uh, year measurement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I listen, man, I got a special place in my heart for the, the SNES games like um, Donkey Kong oh, yeah. Country, Super Mario World. I mean, freaking Pilot Wings even. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, like it, it, things were different back then. It was They were simpler games. They were simpler. They were fun, just purely with the intent of having fun. It was so easier to just have a good time. And yeah, I always um, wanted a Super Nintendo and just never had one. I went mm, straight from first gen regular Nintendo. And just because of cost, we went to a Sega Genesis. Okay. I've actually got a SNES on my shelf right here. Nice. I'm, I'm holding it right now. It's in my hand. <laughs> I just don't have it connected. I don't have the right cables for it, I don't think. I have the controllers and the console itself. But I don't have the cables, so I don't know if I could get it connected. I have no idea how a capture card would work with that. I don't even know if that's possible. Oh yeah, they got those. They got um uh RCA to HDMI capture cards. Okay. Or, or, uh inverters, and then you'd do HDMI to capture card. I think it would be simpler to do an emulator though. It is. Because the biggest problem that you'd run into is not having a CRT. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole aspect of the game changes if you try to run a, a retro console on a modern display. What happens? Like, what's what's wrong with it? Uh, it's more of just the visual optics. It just doesn't look right. It'll look stretched. Um, mm. It'll be. It. I mean, they were obviously 8-bit and 16-bit at the era. But when you go to an LCD, you can actually see those pixels. So it looks even more pixelated. Oh, no. The CRT kind of like blurred it. It kind of was like its own natural anti-aliasing. So when you go to an LCD, it's like, ooh, this looks pixelated. Like, what's wrong? Like, no, it's just how it's displayed. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, screw it. I'll just get a. I'll just get a, a a retro streaming setup. I'll get my uh, CRT TV setup. Get two of those CRT monitors. Nice. I don't know there if you, you can go. do. Can you do dual monitors with those? Uh, not with a console, but no. But like PC. on my PC, can I get two CRT monitors? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh yeah. So get 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 those, then get like a an old fashioned uh, <laughs> like TV camera. Get one of those streaming. Let's <laughs> go totally go retro. School. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That'd be that'd be bitching. T take <laughs> take my tiny little webcam and just increase it into a massive camera that takes up way too much space and is lower quality just for the heck of, of course. it. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> got to do that. Uh, well, maybe I'll uh, I'll look into something like that because I'm mostly done building my windows 98 computer really eventually yes i would eventually like to do 90s era st game streaming but i can't find a crt really 
Yeah, I can find them on eBay, but I'm not going to pay $200 for shipping. No, 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 of course not. That that would be absurd. <laughs> yes, like $50 for the CRT and $200 to ship it. No, thank you. You know, come to think of it, I I haven't seen one either in forever. They all got dumped at e-waste. Sad. Like, huh. I even go to, uh, uh, like, snow lines and, and hospices and stuff like that, thrift stores. I can never find a CRT. I can find the computer and, like, you know, the keyboards and mice from that era, but I can never find a monitor. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. The death of an era. Can't find it CRTs really anymore. I think I think we have one. Oh, like a TV. A big one. Like a 40-inch or something. It's freaking massive. The only reason we still have it is because that thing's absurd to move. Like the big console ones? No, it's like a... Yeah, it's a TV. Yeah, where it's got like the sound box underneath it. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Just massive. It's just yeah. chilling in the basement because we can't move it. Well, yeah, they weigh like 350 pounds. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. And and they're awkward as can be. Dude, like, send help. <laughs> it's just going to be, it's going to be sitting down there until, I don't know, we have holographic monitors. Like, uh, holographic projectors or something. Someone just stumbled across it and, you know. 1500 years from now <laughs> what the heck is this archaeologist like we think that this was used for an ancient ritual called um uh i was trying to come up with something funny but i can't <laughs> well i mean it kind of was an ancient ritual an ancient ritual called um family feud oh yeah or something. I don't know. I've I've never watched game shows. I was it, it, that was never something I did. <laughs> that was my grandparents' thing. Yeah. Um, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Thanks. Although Steve Harvey, the room. Steve Harvey yeah, is one yeah, of my favorite yeah, humans. He he definitely might single handedly <laughs> revive him. He's so funny. I love that guy. <laughs> so I think half of my uh, TikTok feed is is his. Uh, yeah, it's from a show. I I loved the the Family Feud section where somebody got him with Joe Mama. I don't Have think you, I've seen that one. Oh my goodness, man! You got to look that up after this. I will. I will. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll send it to you if I remember. But it's so funny, just the look on his face, knowing he he'd been had. <laughs> so when did you start streaming? Uh, officially uh august of last year okay okay august of last year and and i think i yep. found you in september maybe uh november is when i took that week off okay 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 yeah because i took a whole week off of work just to just have fun in my garage and stream yeah i remember that that was great yeah that was an awesome week <laughs> yeah that was during my period of just trying to find people to stream with, play with, and try to find people who are out there doing it, you know? Get, like, a team yeah. going almost, but not quite. You know? It's that two-hour time difference. Yeah, yeah. You're you're always going live right when I'm going to bed, so it's kind of rough. Yep. 
I don't blame you. But that that and I'm up till 11 p.m. my time. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I always wanted to find a group of people that I could just vibe with and stream with like people that understand what's going on that I can bounce ideas off of or just play games together or just like hang out with, I guess, you know? Yeah. Because I always grew up watching the the stream teams like the like phase and like a couple other like just youtuber groups people and yeah and i was like you know i want that just because it's so useful to have other people work you're working with you know everyone's like encouraging each other in the space and i found that finally six months ago but I've been looking for years for anybody, but every time I popped into a stream, people were, they're were like, oh, they were either weren't very good at streaming, like they couldn't talk to their chat or something, or they they disappeared after a month. Ah, uh, and I like how you've been you've been you've been really steady. I like that you you're you're absolutely putting the grind out. Oh, I I definitely put my head down and was like, I am doing this. I'm going to make this a reality. This is going to happen. And every Monday through Friday, 8.45 to 11 p.m. I love and that. I, and I stick to it as best as I possibly can. I think I've only missed, maybe I can count on one hand the amount of days I've missed. That's great. That's what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, heck, like, before I started doing this, I had pretty much an abandoned Facebook page, like a personal Facebook page, and that was it. And now I'm literally on every social media platform and I don't <laughs> know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you, you kind of don't have a choice but to get onto social media. You really do. I created my Twitter account just for this, just because Same. I started streaming. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. You gotta you gotta put the put the work in and you're doing that. And uh it's it's cool to see you at 75 followers now. I I, I was just looking right before I called you. I wanted to brush up on all your information or whatever, make sure I got everything accurate. And 75 followers. I found you under were you below 50? I was below 30 when you found me. Yeah, yeah. So seeing 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 your growth is just it's a lot of fun. It's it's been fun. But uh, it's definitely hard to push through the natural algorithm of growth, though. Oh, especially on Twitch. Oh, yeah. You, they bury you so deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I remember I, when I was um, earlier on, I would have friends just search for JR Combi um, in, like, incognito mode. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't find me. Really? Yeah, like that's how bad Twitch would bury you. And it wasn't until I hit probably my second or third month that you could actually find me in the listing. Like it was it took that long. Wow. Yeah, I think that um I think YouTube is probably the best place to be. Oh yeah. As far as the algorithm stuff goes cuz in the way I visualize it in my brain, the way I th- rationalize it is that normal, like pretty much every content creator, for the most part, 
you're streaming on Twitch, long form videos on YouTube, and you're putting your clips on TikTok. And you're trying to get those all those people to follow you on Twitch because Twitch is your main priority. Um, but you can do all of that on YouTube. Yeah. Long form Especially streams and shorts. And shorts. And they've really within the last couple of weeks, um, YouTube has added a couple features that are pretty huge, at least in testing. Um, stuff like gifted memberships and raids. Yes. Those are either in testing or official fe- official features. I'm not sure. I follow Harris Heller for all of the news on that sort of stuff because he's kind of like the guy. I think it's selective accounts. Like they're doing A-B testing like what Facebook does. Mm. But right before I found out that they were doing that, I was saying that like the main thing I want to see from YouTube are gifted memberships and raids because those were the those are the two things I really enjoy doing on Twitch and they finally added them I'm like man there's really no reason for me not to start putting everything on into YouTube yeah I honestly never thought that they would do that like I just I just just envisioned YouTube being on this self-established pedestal where they didn't feel they needed to do that mm-hmm so I just never anticipated them actually doing that. And then here we are. They're actually doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. And it's pretty crazy. Um, we're going to have to start putting a lot of work into YouTube. I, I'm thinking I think, so. I think they're going to be the biggest the biggest platform. They're going to make a run at Twitch, I think. Yeah, Google's not going to let uh, Amazon take over. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, especially since YouTube has been around forever. They were really the first platform. Yeah, they came out in 2005. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. I, don't judge me, but that was my graduating year. So, yeah, they came out the same year I graduated high there school. There we go. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's, uh, that's yeah. interesting. Two years before the iPhone that. came out. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wait, came out. iPhone came out in two thousand seven. Yep, I got my first one two years ago. So I listen. I'm not really. I didn't really track. I had one of those little iPod shuffles forever. Oh, I miss those things. Not the original shuffle. It was the square one. Yep, yep. With a little clip on the back. Love that thing. I've got two of them upstairs, just chilling, chilling in my junk drawer. See, I never had one because my BlackBerry did that. I love that. <laughs> BlackBerry, dude. That's yeah, almost it was, like... It was the last time you heard that one. Oh, my goodness. It's been a bit. <laughs> That's like hearing Nokia. Uh, uh, my... What was it? The 8830 I had? <laughs> yeah, they were, they're indestructible from what I've heard. Oh, no. I ran that thing over numerous times. I saw a video of somebody somebody forged a hammer around an old Nokia phone. Like they got they got some steel and they folded it folded a frame around the phone and then they put a put it put it on a ham, a handle and they've got like this big old sledgehammer and they're beating things with it. I'm like, what is happening? Uh, good old Nokia. I I wasn't around when those phones were a thing. This is weird to me. <laughs> yeah, you're not trying that with an iPhone. No, definitely. Dude, iPhones have such a weird like durability. 
Like, they can either withstand the most insane pressure of all time or drop it from six inches and it'll shatter. Yep. I did that. I literally, literally dropped it into a running engine bay numerous times. It's bouncing off the fan and everything. It's fine. <laughs> no big deal. It slips out of my pocket on, on you know, against my toolbox and it cracks. <laughs> I'm like, how? How is this even, like, plausible by any means? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Listen, man. They're, they're weird. I just had to get in. I just had to get my phone replaced. Because it got something weird happened. I have no idea what happened. But the middle of the screen stopped working. Like, Interesting. Just the middle of the touchscreen, completely unusable. I wonder if maybe you had a battery starting to bulge. Well, I, well it was a relatively new phone. It was a iPhone 12. Oh, okay. So I, I have no idea. It doesn't make sense. You got the oopsie model. I, I guess I did. I still had to pay to replace <laughs> it, though. Of course, of course. I had the insurance, but it was still pretty, pretty, pretty steep. Yeah. <laughs> so well, Apple does no, no wrong, so. <laughs> <laughs> Samsung is better. <laughs> They've always been better. Well, maybe not always, but they're always two steps ahead of um, Apple is. As far as, oh, like, yeah. just pure technology standpoint. iPhone might yeah, be prettier. I, I... I've been an iPhone user since pretty much day one, and I am not going to say it's better. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so there. You've been using it for what, for like what uh, nine years now, and you you know you know what's up. Uh, I've been oh good. Well, no, that'd be fourteen years. Oh, I guess. I mean, not just iPhone, yeah. but you're using everything else too. No, just iPhone. I've had an iPhone for 14 years. Wait, but the I wait. Am I stupid? Am I dumb? I think we're dumb. Yes, I'm dumb. 2007, not. Yeah, not 17. Why? Seven. What? Bro, listen. I. I I don't know how to do math. Okay. I graduated in 2019, dude. I should have a relatively better knowledge of math than most people because it's pretty fresh in, in all fairness 2019 was three years ago so was it dude that's it insane was. well i mean the last couple of years went by really quick yes yeah yeah very very quick yeah it felt like went from it feels like the last two years have gone by in just like two days yep it's insane so like why so what got you into streaming? Like who, who did you watch or who was it that told you you got to do this? Like where's your main inspiration? Like why do you want to do this? So I've actually wanted to be a pro gamer going back to the late 90s early 2000s. Um back when LAN parties really started to become popular and um uh, PC tournaments really started to take off. Like Intel would host uh, land tournaments, and um, other other businesses in the area would. And then it started being televised. Uh, there was a TV channel way back in the day, but they would actually televise these gaming tournaments. 
and I always thought that was so cool and I really wanted to do it, but didn't exactly have the um, family support with that, to say the least. And I just kind of stayed, you know, watching it all the time, try to stay up when it, you know, buying the uh, strategy guides that would have like last month's uh, snippets on the tournaments and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when was it? It was probably around 2014, 2015, somewhere around that era, uh, maybe a little sooner. Um, They actually started like broadcasting streaming like traditional streaming that we know now on youtube and i started watching i'm like this is like i want to do this like i Mm -hmm. legitimately want to do this but i am uh might not show much now but i'm extremely introverted i you couldn't get me in front of a camera to save my own life (laughs) i i would take failing grades in high school instead of going in front of class and reading off a report oh wow I would not do it. I had such horrendous stage fright. You could not get me to do it by any means. So I was kind of my own discouragement in that sense. And 2018 is when I actually opened my my Twitch uh, account. And I started streaming Battlefield 5. And it was like the first time I had a low-res camera. I was, you know, completely quiet like i never once looked at the camera the whole time Mm -hmm. and it just kind of you know fizzled off a little bit and i'm like why am i trying this you know just beat myself up over it just put my head down go back to my quote-unquote real job and just kind of like left it and then having my two kids is what changed everything and i'm like so my my wife is very lucky enough to be stay at home with the kids all day and because she's a web developer web designer okay so she does that freelance and so i'm getting videos all day long you know pictures all day long of my kids and i'm like i could be home right now mm-hmm. and you know whether that comes to fruition or not i don't know But that was kind of the spark. And I'm like, I have the space in the garage that I'm not really doing anything with. Let's see what I can make of this. And August 1st, I clicked go live and I've been doing it ever since. That's great. Yeah, I love that. So you've you've really been you've you've been around. You've been wanting to do it since before it was a thing. Yes. How long how long have esports been? How long has esports been a thing? Uh, I think 98 is when it really kind of uh, um, became the concept because that was when the first. um, um, Oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Drawing a blank on the game right now. Uh, The one that Counter-Strike is based off of. I didn't know Counter-Strike was based on a game. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe 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 I did know that. You probably knew it was just background thought process. Half-Life, Half-Life. Okay. So when the first Half-Life game came out, um, that's when it kind of started to become a thing. And uh, the original Unreal Tournament and Quake. 
So that was all around like 97, 98, 99, right around there. That's interesting. And then I'd say probably around 2001 is when land parties really took off. Yeah, land parties. Those are fun. Yeah. They'll do I'd them say, every once in a while. I try to. We used to actually host them at my house, but then everyone had to like go off to college and move away. And yeah. I'm like, don't you know we have a schedule for land parties twice a year? <laughs> show up for these things, man. Yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> we're still we're still gamers at heart. I know you've got a life, but get over here. Come on. Exactly. I put once your, put your computer on a plane and fly out fly out here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I once dragged my entire PC over to my brother-in-law's house to play some Sea of Thieves for a land party. That was a good time. Yeah, I I didn't. I guess I just didn't realize that esports was that old. I mean, because yeah. like it's obviously huge right now. It's the biggest it's ever been, and I only think I think it's only going to get bigger from here. But I guess I thought like mid 2010s was when it started like really picking up. I think that's about when it really started to become uh, more common knowledge. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of left the the quote unquote nerdy space and made it into mainstream. Yeah, absolutely. And before it's... that, it was de definitely very niche, and only gamers really knew about it. <laughs> I, I would say it's still it's still not it's not niche per se still right now, but I would say it's definitely not. Not as mainstream as it could be. I don't know. It's tough. Because like if, if I went and talked to my grandparents and said, hey, this is a thing. Like, what are you talking about? And even right. some middle-aged people. I mean, obviously, my parents know what's, what it is because I'm, I'm talking about it all the time. But I feel like most middle-aged people don't validate it. Right. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, because like, obviously it's video games. It's a waste of time. Don't play games. You'll rot your brains out. Like, go get a real job. Go to college. You know, all that kind of stuff is always going on. And I, how long before it is validated by the older generations? I don't know if it ever truly will be. Um, so like... Even my current profession is still viewed by a lot of people how, quote unquote, mechanics were from 40 years ago. It's got this stigma that I think will just last through the generation. Mm. And I think it's going to be more of a generational phase out before it becomes more widely accepted. Okay, sure. So basically... But It'll it'll take until I'm middle aged for the middle aged people to understand it because that's what I know is essentially what you're saying. Pretty close to. I don't think it'll quite take that long. Um, only because it's becoming so popular so fast. Sure. And I think once people that aren't in the space understand that it's it's truly in its essence the entertainment industry. It's just a different branch of it. 
you know, we're, we're entertainers is what we are as streamers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, people will start to understand. It's like, okay, it's, you're an entertainer, just a different type. So I, I think it's going to be kind of closer in the middle between now and when we're middle-aged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Definitely. I mean, yeah. Social media influencers, quote unquote. That's what I'm going to say, because it's more than just that. I mean, there's people that are full time Snapchat story people, apparently. Right. That's a, that, I don't I, understand I that, that one. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me, but it's so it's such a every kid wants to do it. Everybody wants to do it. Well, um, maybe not everybody, you know, people there are going to be people that are like, I don't want all these eyes on me all the time, but right pretty much the majority of people want to be that person whether whether they think they're going to have a perfect life after that which is you know definitely not the case or they think they can make an, a, a boatload of money or just finding a purpose in it everybody wants to do it right I, and, I think it's become a um modern form of i'm gonna move to hollywood and be a star yeah only a lot lot easier yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're I think you're right on there. A lot easier because it's more accessible. Anybody can do it. Right. You can you can take your phone that you've already got. Everybody everybody's got a phone. At least at least a relatively decent one. You can make videos, mm -hmm. put them on TikTok, and be insane with that. I mean, it used to be that you had to go go move out to California, find auditioning in several different movies, hopefully find an agent that will work with you, um, deal in some shady things to try to get into it. And then maybe <laughs> if you're extremely lucky, you might have a break. Yep. Might get that discovery moment. Maybe might perhaps, but I like, bro, I had, I got 3 million views on TikTok in a week doing just random crap on my phone a, couple, a few years yeah. ago. Anybody can do it. And you just got to have good uh, ideas. That serotonin boost that makes it so attractive. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's addictive. Very much so. But it's uh, it definitely takes um, dedication, to say the least, to keep it going. Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of people are going to get uh, the rude awakening sooner than they anticipate. Because they'll get the, like the one video that takes off and they won't have anything to follow that up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you got to... Just because just because one go one video or one project does very well, doesn't mean you're you're there. You still gotta you still got a lot of work ahead of you, and yeah. I I think that too many people give up too easily because of like they have a bad month or um, they put out ten th videos that they think are really really well put together, but they don't do as well as you think people give up too easily because your our minds are we're, we're too hard on ourselves i i know i am oh yeah 
I I mean I almost quit in March. It was a uh, you didn't. It was a really tough month, but I I pushed through it. April was a really good month. It's as long as you're constantly working on it and trying to better yourself and improve your skills, that's really all you got to do. I genuinely believe that anybody can do it, but not everyone will. Yeah. It's it, I think in this it's more the drive over the ability. Mm. You got to have that drive to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Dr. Disrespect, if he had given up when it when it got rough, he wouldn't be here right now cuz I guarantee yeah. he's had rough rough moments. And that goes for everybody. Yeah, and he's uh what is he? He's on like year 7 or 8 doing this. And he's like the biggest name out there. Yep. One Everyone of them. Everyone knows him yeah. whether they follow his content or not. Yeah, I've never watched a stream, never watched a video. I've only seen little tiny clips, but that's yep. all I know. And I know him. Like, that's insane. Yeah, he's got that name recognition for sure. I don't want to be that big, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's a different level. That is a very different level. That is almost real celebrity status. Oh, yeah. Like, like I, I think he is at this point. How many how many like, subscribers does he have on YouTube? YouTube got to be millions, like million, tens of millions. Only four million. What? Only that, four, only four million on YouTube. That's not right. Hold on. What? I wonder. It might be a new account. Remember, he was he was getting in uh, disagreements with platforms. Oh yeah, you're right. He no, but he has six hundred and twenty videos. Hold on. Oldest video is 12 years ago. This is still his original account. Interesting. I'm surprised it's only 4 million. 4 million? What, what's he got on Twitch? I don't think he's. I don't think his Twitch account exists anymore, right? Yeah, no, he got banned from Twitch. Yeah. I think they recently unbanned him, but only just recently. Yeah. Okay. So only 4 million. How? That doesn't seem right. I mean, one of my favorite streamers, Stone Mountain, he's got like one and a half million. But this is Dr. Disrespect. Exactly. That is very interesting. What about Tim the Tat Man? What's he got? Let's see. Good morning. Tim the Tat Man has four and a half million. That's so weird. They, They seem way bigger than that. Yeah. Tell me I'm crazy. No, no, I'm, I'm very, very surprised myself. Huh. Okay, well, how about... How about Ninja? Ninja's Ninja's the big, the big one. Ninja's the, the big boy. He's the big one. So that's kind of like the... Whoops. Wait, why does it not show how many subscribers he has? Uh, I have no idea. Interesting. It won't show how many subscribers he has. What, do they just, like, cut off the number when you get to a certain point? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it doesn't show it. What? Yeah. Maybe, what ma- you t- ma- maybe you can hide it? Oh, that could be. 
Oh, by the way, Ninja's new branding. Uh, <laughs> whoever thought that was a good idea should be fired. Is that the top of Sonic? I, I don't know. And the new logo? Bro, please. Why would you do this? Alright, well. Tifu so much he doesn't care. Tifu has twelve million. And then Pokimane has seven million. Oh, but yeah. but they all but they seem like smaller people than Dr. Disrespect and Tim the Tadman, right? Seriously, like, yeah. When you think of like the, the top dogs, it's always Tim the Tadman and Dr. Disrespect. Huh. My my mind is blown. Yeah, same. I mean, nobody, but none of them are going to be like Mr. Beast, of course. <laughs> Mr. Beast has around 270 million subscribers, if you combine all of his accounts. 270 million. Something like that, yeah. Oh, or was it 170 million? It's 170 million. Yeah, Either or. I, I'm fake news. <laughs> I am. I, I'm just uh, throwing misinformation out here. It's 170 million between all of his accounts, between Beast Gaming, the main Mr. Beast channel, Beast Philanthropy, and then like his other language ac account. But still, 170 million. That's that's pretty absurd. That's an unfathomable number. Yeah, isn't it? That's a lot of zeros. Lots of zeros. <laughs> I yeah, that's that's crazy, man. I don't. I, I I'm happy. I have 56 on YouTube. Mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like I was saying earlier, though, I don't want to be that big. Yeah, it's just that's, that's a different level. Too stressful. Your your life is no longer yours. It's too unreal. Yeah. I want to get to the point where I can do it full time, and. Any any money I, I make, I can either set aside and uh, fund whatever future projects I want to do. Because obviously, um, I think that most online careers are very short, uh, relatively. Like, everybody falls off at some point. I mean, unless you become Tifu or Pokimane. So, I would want to... Either be able to do it full time and set a good amount of money aside to do to fund whatever future interests I have. Or get to a point where I can do it full time for a long time. But I don't know, man. Even even get to having a, point a where you don't have to worry about the growth. Yeah. Yeah, I would like that. But I feel like but you should always worry about your growth. Always be focused on f focused on pushing yourself yeah like like tifu right now if he did everything if he never changed a single thing he did just kept putting out the exact same content exact exact same streaming and never tried to improve he wouldn't have to worry about it he'd be set for life he's mm -hmm. clearly one of the biggest names out there he averages like thirteen thousand people on twitch i know i follow him and i keep track of his numbers sometimes he wouldn't have he doesn't have to do anything but he should I agree. I, I think everybody should push themselves to reach higher goals. Because otherwise, it's not fun. Yeah, you don't want to be stagnant to other people, and you don't want to be stagnant to yourself. Mm, yeah, that's a big one. I am my own biggest critic. 
And I think that should be the case for everybody. Uh, yeah. If you don't criticize your own uh, mishaps, to say the least, you're never going to grow. As long as it doesn't get toxic. Right. Like, I am so toxic to myself, I got to be honest. It's uh, It's rough sometimes, you know. I mess up one thing, one specific area. I don't do well. I'm like, I'll beat myself up for weeks. I'll be like, you, you moron. Why'd you do that? Hey, striving perfect per for perfection. will do that. Yeah. And it's tough. I hate it. I hate that part about myself and I just can't, I can't seem to shake it. I'm always, it, it gets to the point where I'm so upset about my performance in a certain area, things that I don't even have control of that. I just get like, Oh, well, I'm just, I'm just literally the worst. I don't even want to try this anymore because I'm so bad at it. It's not a good place to be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it can definitely take a toll. It definitely take a toll on your own um, thought process. And it becomes kind of like a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, that happens to me in every every part of life, not just content, but everything. Like, if I, dude, if I just, if, I, if something weird happens at work, something dumb happens, it's out of my control, I'm still just, like, taking responsibility for it for some reason. It's so weird. <laughs> I just want to... Establish perfectionist. Yeah, I just want to be, I just want to be better. I just want to do something. I want to be good enough, I guess. Good enough for who? Good question. I don't know who. Who am I trying to impress? Yourself. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather, I don't know. It's uh I think it's a good thing though, to an extent that balance that you have to strive for mm, yes absolutely balance <laughs> balance the light side and the dark side just like mace windu just like that except mace windu was a jerk mostly like that then <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the the best parts of him without the worst parts there you go yeah we'll, dude we'll cherry pick that one Mace Windu, he was such a horrible person. Uh, admittedly, I barely remember. It's been so long since I've watched any of them. Mm. Rewatch the prequels. I need to. Yeah, it's do on, it. It's on our to-do to list. It's been probably, probably been a good 15 years since I've seen them. Wow. Since they came out? Well... Okay, maybe 10 years. Okay. Yeah, about 10 years then. Man, Revenge of the Sith I, is my favorite. I've only ever seen um, Phantom Menace twice. When it first came out and 10, 12 years ago. Well, the Phantom Menace isn't really a great one to rewatch. I'm not going to argue, but... <laughs> it's useful. Yeah. Uh, the the mem the memory of what happens definitely slips over ten years. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, but the thing is, like Anakin obviously is responsible for all of his actions. I wholeheartedly believe that. 
but Mace Windu below Palpatine was the biggest influence that made Anakin lose it. Yeah. He was just a just a horrible, horrible person. He's just the worst, man. Like, always constantly, like, ratting on him and just like, oh, Anakin, you suck. You're you're terrible. I don't trust you. Why are you this way? You know, just like, give I mean, the when kid you're a like break. That someone who is, you know, an adolescent that just got ripped from his sand home. Uh, yeah. You're kind of going to have some mental effect on someone over time. A little bit, yeah. Like, bro, come on. Give him a break. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we got into Star Wars. Talking about balance. Goodness gracious. Yes. Yep. All paths lead to Star Wars. My, well, at least my wife would agree on that one. Oh, yeah? Is she a big Star yeah. Wars nerd? We have a very interesting household. Because she is a Star Wars nerd to the to the tenth degree. I love that. And I'm Star Trek. Oh no! No! Yep. Why? <laughs> I, I I gotta post a photo at some point because our office, our shared office, is hilarious because it is literally split down the middle. No. <laughs> Talk about balance. Yeah. Right. Star Wars versus Star Trek. Oh no, oh, yeah. please. In the, the same room. The newer Star Trek movies are really good. Like the the oh, m- most them. recent ones. I, I I will give you that. Those are those are mm, very very well done. But otherwise, I can't get into it. <laughs> it's tough. It, it it's tough for an outsider. I totally understand. <laughs> uh that's why it's been 17 years and I've still only gotten my wife to watch like uh, maybe 20 episodes of oh. the entire franchise. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> so totally understandable. But I, I'm like new, old, anything Star Trek I'm a fan of. Um, I am not an ultra critic where it's like, oh, you know, old for life or. It, no, it, if it's it's all this, it's all Star Trek and I will stand by that. All right. I don't know. <laughs> I, I might I might be convinced to try watching a couple old episodes, but all of my uh, anime friends have gotten me to start watching Attack on Titan. Um, uh, okay. Well, I haven't started yet. I've got the app that I'm going to be using installed, and I can watch them. I might watch one episode, the first episode, before bed tonight. They've finally convinced me, everybody listening, I'm finally doing it. Stop hating on me. I might I'm going to go full full fledged into the weeb culture. Once I get Dang. into something, once I get into something, I go 100%. So, uh expect me to be speaking Japanese in a week. I mean, <laughs> dedication, man. Uh, that's just that's just how I am. That's how I work. Like I don't know. Like it's, I I get I get obsessed. I'm very obsessive. Yeah, I haven't watched anime since, like, OG Pokemon, Digimon, and like uh, Dragon Ball. Oh, there we go. Like I have, I don't think I've watched any anime since then. Which, by the way, you're gonna start a controversy here. It's very controversial for you to say Pokemon is an anime. 
True, true. It was definitely <laughs> Americanized in more of a cartoon fashion. I yep. recognize and understand that. <laughs> <laughs> so don't flame too hard in that respect. And oh, of I course. Was also, you know, in elementary school at the time. So mm, don't yeah. judge too harshly. Well, the funny thing is, this has actually been a pretty um, consistent topic on the podcast here. Because whenever I talk to somebody who's who I know has watched it, I ask them the question: Is Pokemon an anime? Because I'm curious about everybody's quest, uh, everybody's answers, everybody's opinions, and I've gotten very mixed uh, mixed answers. Some people say sure it is, and other people are like, "Oh, are you crazy? No, it's not." I I would say, I mean, I don't know any of the new the newer uh, series at all, so it's just OG. Mm-hmm. I would say it's Americanized uh, anime. Mm-hmm. I think it leans slightly more on the anime side versus cartoon. Yeah, but, that's probably the case. I th- that's yeah. probably how I lean. Yeah. I-, I wouldn't really put it in one hard category or the other. It definitely kind of like has a foot in each. Yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. I mean, especially when you compare it to like Digimon and, of course, Dragon Ball. No, I, I never watched those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. D- Digimon was a more or less a knockoff Pokemon, but it was definitely more more oh, anime. I mean, of course, sure. it's a knockoff Pokemon. Just the name, dude. Oh yeah. Like I, I'd be surprised if it wasn't a knockoff Pokemon. Digimon, Pokemon, it, come on now. It it was all action though. Like they they took out like all the story. And it was just like battle sequences all the time. Oh, yeah. That, that's like all it was. It was just like there was no real plot or storyline. There was no, you know, Ash Ketchum trying to make his way to be a trainer. It was mm-hmm. just like, here, here's some here's some robotic animal things and they're just going to fight. I've seen I, I, I remember like. I remember, there's like flashes in my memory of Digimon. Because I think I saw somebody watching it once. I, I don't even know if it was around like very long. Like I think it was around just enough to like make an impact and be reruns for the next 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how that works? Like something oh, yeah. gets relatively popular and then it dies, but it's on reruns forever. Ever. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. And there's people who watch it too. Oh yeah. Over and over. Yeah, those people are weird. Yes. But I'm people like, if the show's only been out for two seasons. I'm not gonna watch it for the next twenty years of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but people are weird in general. Just ev- everybody. We're all we're all really weird. I mean, you should just look at us. Like if, if you took an outside source and you came in and looked at humanity, took 10 different people from different parts of the world, we're all completely different. We're all weird. Very weird. <laughs> like, like, like we're, we're obsessed with video games. That's kind of weird. If you think about it, yeah. it has no real effect on our lives. Whereas the rest of the planet is all out fighting for survival. We're here just having a good time killing people virtually. Yeah, we're uh, recreation. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I don't know, it's interesting to see 
that's why one of the another one of the reasons I love doing this is because I get to talk to people and just figure out who they are and just hear different stories and just take in as much as I can. Well, the, definitely the most community aspect driven environment I have ever been in. What do you mean? So I've been uh just the gaming community. Oh, sure. It's it's very very inclusive and of the streamer community even more so. Oh, absolutely. Like like I mean even on Twitter and uh, I mean Facebook's dead, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but um like any interaction I have with streamers, you know, like I said Twitter, YouTube, uh Twitch, even TikTok and and Instagram, it's always uplifting. Like very, very rarely do I see streamers trying to push other streamers down. Mm -hmm. The only time I ever kind of get a glimpse of that is like at the end of my Twitch streams, I I try to always raid. Good. Every single time. And um, I think in the last few weeks, I don't think I've missed one. But if I click on a larger streamer, um, they don't even have like notifications on mm-hmm. and they completely ignore your raid. Yeah. So it's like the, and I, and I get that, you know, they're, they're trying to prevent, you know, uh, being spammed or, you know, um, overtaking their chat. So I kind of get an aspect of that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like the only time I really see where it's not a bilateral uplift. Yeah, it's, uh, can you imagine if Tifu had every one person raider had notifications on for that? Oh, it'd be, his whole stream would be that. That's all there would be. And yeah, maybe I don't know. Raids are raids are raids are weird. But I yeah. when I when I raid out after stream, it's always to my my streamer friends at this point. Okay, I've had too many bad experiences of raiding a smaller streamer with no with hardly any viewers and they they just don't do anything they hardly acknowledge yeah. it they're just they they don't have the skills built up yet and i want to provide my people with a a good experience right you want to hand them off to someone who's going to take care of them exactly cuz i love but, my uh, people i'm kind of in that like really early stage so i'm like raiding with like two people so well, that's fine <laughs> i only have room to go up at this point yeah everybody starts from so kind of works out as yeah. long as long as you as long as you're building up those skills that's what matters and it's been really fun um trying to see how everyone pronounces my handle oh yeah i i've never said hilarious. it out loud because i was i my the crippling anxiety of saying it wrong i thought for sure that it was pronounced like the pokemon combi and uh, that is the most common no it's combi <laughs> that's why i had you introduce yourself come on now yeah i'm always two go. steps yes. ahead <laughs> sneaky <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's, co- it's combi it's it's short for combi wagon combi wagon yeah german for uh station wagon or or specifically in this case, people carrier. Okay. Because I have a tendency to carry people. Oh my goodness. That was a very roundabout way of saying that. That's deep. <laughs> you know, I thought it was your name. Uh, the JR part is. 
Okay. Oh shoot. Just okay. Just simply my initials. Oh wow. Oh wait. Whoa. Yep. Okay. That's insane. I love that. I love that backstory of the 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 name explanation. I legitimately just thought it was like your name. Nope. Oh wow. I love that. That's sick. <laughs> okay. Bye. If you ever want to know more, you can always head to my website, jrcombi.games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This dude's got a, an entire website. I forgot about that, which will be linked on the episode page along with all of the other socials. By the way, plug your socials for me, please, um, just so everybody can get uh, a good uh, understanding of where you're at. Uh, well, all my socials are quickly accessible through my website, but I am jrcombi everywhere except TikTok, uh, where I'm jr.combi. Okay. Yep. And I have seen you. You've been on my for you page a few times. Nice. Which is great. I hey, love. I working. love seeing it. It's working. <laughs> and that's not on the the for you the following page. I'm always on for you page, and I I see you every once in a while. So you know it's working. Nice. It's actually working. Sweet. <laughs> yep. Uh, links to all the socials and the website are going to be on the episode page. Just click on the episode itself. Everything will be right there in the description um dude this was fun i i was i had crippling anxiety before this like i do for every episode because i'm like oh man what if what if we can't keep it entertaining what if what if we can't keep a conversation going like you know because i i'm like that but Trust it was me, you were not the only one <laughs> well and, and my, my uh severe uh introvertedness is still very much present it didn't show one bit oh thank you like you, you, for an introvert, I think you did amazingly. I couldn't even tell, man. I wouldn't even be able to tell if I didn't already know. Well, it's taken eight months of pushing myself, so. Yeah, it, a lot of it, there's a lot of introverted people doing this. Like my buddy, my buddy Toast. He's an introvert, and he's one of the best streamers I know. Love that awesome. guy. Um, yeah, I've caught a few of his things. Yeah, he's great. I love that man. He's just, he's just the best. Yeah, he's and it's funny funny thing, I actually found him from a raid. I raided him when he was a lot smaller, like pre fifty. I think I found him under under fifty followers. Raided the dude when I had when I was balling out of control in uh twenty twenty, I had like twelve viewers at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh raided him and now it's just I can't believe that we're still talking all the time and you know, but whatever, this isn't the toast episode. <laughs> yeah. Great guy. Shout out to him. Um, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule Absolutely. to, uh, to talk to me on my silly little 20 listener podcast. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Listen, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. This was really nice. I, I really enjoy these. Like this is, I, I don't do these because I think it's going to work out amazingly and I'll do it full time. I do that. This, like this is strictly just for fun and I love it. All right. Well, uh, you have a good night. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, have a good night. I appreciate y'all. Bye.